Hello, and welcome to the XI Cafe, the experience improvement podcast brought to you by InMoment. My name is Corey Lindsay. I manage the content here at InMoment, and today we are talking to Andika Herboa and Terence Priggan, both CX professionals at New Zealand Post in their Voice of Customer and Insights team. Today we have a special episode happening as these two were the winners of the Best CX Team of 2023 by Ashton Media CX Awards. Today we'll explore their journey innovative approaches, and team dynamics that set them apart in delivering outstanding customer experiences. Hello, and welcome, Andika. Hi, Corey. And welcome to you too, Terrence. Kia ora, Corey. Um, well, let's kick this off. So can you share a bit about your team's journey in achieving the Best CX Team Award? What were the key strategies and milestones that contributed to your success over there? Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, we're thinking about key strategies and milestones. Um, just to take it back a couple of steps, uh, you know, uh, Andika and I, you know, when it comes to customer experience, we think about it, uh, you know, being such a broad concept, right? Um, and it is the culmination of so many different individual components and individual contributors um, within an organization. Uh, you know, if you think about customer experience and when you uh, have an experience, there really is so many different people have the ability or impact to, to change that in some way or make that positive or on the flip side, make it not so positive. Um, and so uh, my team, so the VOC and Insights team, uh, we are a team of three. So we're a pretty small little mini team. Um, and as contrite as the saying is, uh, we often think and try and practice the, the idea of working smarter, not harder, um, and acknowledging that we cannot influence, you know, every single person who has uh, an interaction with customers or can create that um, customer experience to some degree. Uh, but we can, you know, work a little bit smarter in the way we 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 do it we do as a team um and there's two kind of i guess i guess you could call them strategies that we do um in order to do that which um the first which i'm sure we're going to talk about a bit more today is very much around thinking about um all those individual people who have that ability to impact customers um our team the voc and insights team we really think about what we can do to empower those people to become customer advocates and experts. So uh, we're always thinking of different ways that we can actually make sure that they have the tools, they have the insights, they have the information, they have the ability to connect with customers in different ways. And so very much at the core of what we do as a team, we think about how do we empower staff to, to be those customer advocates or experts, whether it is through... Um, you know, identifying customer champions and making sure that they have the ability and reach within their different networks. Um, or alternatively, uh, you know, we very much uh, use a model of, um, we have a, a very detailed and um, wide ranging VOC uh, program um, through InMoment. Uh, and we leverage the self-service technology within that tool to actually um, reach all those different uh, individuals and help them actually make sure that they have that connection and that ability to, to understand customers. So it's very much that self-service side of things. Um, that's the first kind of, I guess, strategy we use. Uh, and then another one that we think of very much in terms of, um, you know, uh, being customer, being that CX team is 
uh, we have a really solid CX framework that we work to. Uh, and what I mean by that is we identify throughout the customer journey or customer experience, um, what does that look like? And how does every single one of our um, pieces of work or projects fit into that from, I guess, a framework perspective? Whether that is down to thinking about all those little individual touch points that you have um, as a customer within an organization. So at a touch point level saying, is that good? Is that bad? Could that be better? Um, then we kind of layer up to the next level in the framework, which very much thinks about it from that full customer journey into end idea so uh, you know if you are receiving a parcel right from the very beginning of buying something online and you know encountering different um, delivery options all the way through to um, you know tracking your tool notifications uh, if something goes wrong what does that look like until finally getting that parcel and whatever might come at the end of that um, we sort of look at that as the big picture to understand okay well so which of these has more or less impact and which of these might require more or less investment um, and how do they interrelate? Uh, and then the highest level we often work to is sort of more of a, a brand level. So thinking about how a customer experience fits into it from developing what you think and feel and your concept of, of an organization. So like New Zealand Post. So that's very much the two different kinds of strategies that we often work to um, here in my team. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. Um, you've mentioned building yeah a team requires effective collaboration. Um, are there any specific team building activities or practices that you find particularly effective at New Zealand Post? Um, yeah, for me to build a positive and collaborative environment in our team is by creating a culture of trust where we can be comfortable, you know, asking questions, share, learn, and understand different perspectives. And, um, you know, as Terence mentioned, as a small team, we work really closely together and that allows us to constantly share bounce ideas and have a quick brainstorming sessions as well. Even nowadays where people like to work remotely, digitally, um, <clears throat> we can still do that too with the help of help of technology. And as you said, Corey, um, to be a good CX team, we need to be able to collaborate effectively with wider stakeholders. Um, you know, Terence mentioned again that we work with a different team, different stakeholders, and they all have different way of doing things. So sometimes we have to be flexible and adaptable with um, how we approach different stakeholders, right? And so by bringing this curious mindset and this collaborative team culture, as we approach um, different stakeholders, stakeholders, whether internal or external, we're able to build this positive relationship and eventually build trust over time. Um, I think we also need to acknowledge that sometimes the work that we do can be very complex and challenging. So it is important to, um, as a team, to enjoy um, the process um, that we do and have fun along the way. Um, so in terms of um, an effective team building practices, um, for me, there are a few things that we do regularly. For example, um, volunteering in the community together or having a casual catch up. I really do like the regular catch-up that we do. Um, we check we check in on each other and we talk about our interests outside of work. But then we're also able to switch the focus and brainstorm how we approach um, challenges at work and strategize how we approach um, things as, as a team. So for me personally, it's all about um, having a nice balance. Um, yeah, what do you what do you think, Terence? Yeah, I mean, definitely, I agree with all those sort of soft skills, uh, Andika. In particular, um, 
I 100% support you in the idea of uh, making sure that work is really fun. I think what we do, uh, you know, understanding customers and getting to talk to customers and exploring all these ideas and things like that, um, is at the heart of it actually really fun? So um, I'm a big promoter of that. Like whenever we can, like let's try and find things that are interesting or exciting or, um, you know, be a little more creative with stuff. Um, you know, I think that is, is really, um, you know, I think both can ultimately makes the work that we do better and the insight stronger, but also makes you feel more filled generally, I'd say. Um, so I totally agree. Plus one, all that stuff and Deku's mentioned. Um, I think interestingly too, you know, uh, so our team, um, you know, we are a team of three. I often think, uh, and this might kind of seem a little counterintuitive, but in a weird way, I'd say um, autonomy actually creates or encourages collaboration. Um, and the way we kind of bring that to life is thinking, okay, so, uh, you know, each member of our team should be or is the expert in a particular customer segment. So um, we don't delineate on tools. We don't delineate on particular projects, whether it is our voice of the customer project or whether it is our brand tracking. We don't delineate on those specific things. Instead, we really think about um, and bring to it in terms of which customer segment do we represent? So for example, Indica is the absolute expert when it comes to wanting to understand what do our business customers think or feel, or what are their experiences? Um, so he gets to lead um, and think about and live and you know breathe that customer's experiences. Um, but if it's the receivers, uh, you know, there's another team member who comes in as the expert for that. So, um, so really it's about that autonomy over that particular customer type, I think, that um, ultimately creates collaboration because when it comes down to it, you know, there's a project, um, many of the work that we do actually touches multiple segments or mul multiple customer types. Um, and they are more often than not relevant to one another. So you might be talking to our receivers. Those are people who um, get parcels in the mail uh, or in the post or courier driven, delivered to them, um, you know, that experience and understanding what that's like um, is really interesting and fascinating to our business customers. And so we want to know, okay, well, how does that relate and how can we bring that to life for those business customers? So, um, you know, basically what that means is we all kind of have an interest, we, we have a vested interest in making sure that it's great. Um, and in doing so, we are forced to collaborate. So um, I'm a big supporter in terms of giving people the space and autonomy to, to lead. Yeah, amazing. Well, um, we do know that employees are one part of the puzzle, but customers are another entirely. So I'm curious to know, um, as customer expectations are constantly evolving, how does your team stay ahead of the curve in terms of innovation in CX over there? Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks, Corey. Um, it's always interesting when discussing about innovations because it could mean different things, right? Um, for us, innovation is not just about, you know, new, exciting technology, but it could also be different ideas that weren't previously considered or explored, especially relating to how we improve customer experience or when we approach um, the business issue in general. Um, innovation doesn't have to be massive or a big overhaul of the system. It can be a simple tweak, uh, you know, utilizing what we already have. I can give you an example. Um, a couple of years ago, post-COVID lockdown, um, we saw 
a surge of people having their mailbox delivered. Um, so all of a sudden, we saw a huge volume coming to our network from these food boxes subscriptions. And through our Voice of Customer program, <clears throat> um, we had a, you know, we, we received some poor feedback about a particular issue around delivery instruction around on this um, food boxes. So we worked with uh, the product team, operational um, and technology to understand what was causing this uh, poor delivery instructions and how frequently it was happening. We worked alongside parts of the business that often had new processes applied to them, such as technology team, and rather than working through the solution for them, um, as a result, uh, and, and through our voice of customer insights um, that we able to um, gain, um, you know, from InWoman platform, um, we uncovered um, the root cause and we were able to establish a simple update in our courier scanner um, for this food boxes instructions. So at the end, we were able to create a consistent single source of delivery instruction and push that literally to the hands of our courier, all with minimal budget. Um, so yeah, that's just one one example of how we could innovate in the business by utilizing what we already have and, and work what we already have. So for us, there are a lot of ways to stay ahead of the curve. And um, what resonates to me the most is by, I guess, by staying curious, you know, and being open-minded about new or different ideas. Um, uh, however, it's also important to understand the impact to customer or the potential value of it. <clears throat> it's not it's not just about understanding what this new idea is, um, but also why it's relevant or why is it aligned to to our purpose, and also what value does this bring, or how does this help us to achieve our CX goal of improving customer experience. Um, so again, going back to the you know the collaborative approach, having this having a conversation is key, and we love to share and learn from other people too. Um, for example, we like to attend forum where other organizations share their challenges um, they're facing, or it could be a simpler just sharing knowledge with our uh, peers or different team in the business as well. Um, we worked with many smart people. Um, and, and, and wider teams from frontline people who deal with customers directly, from operational who um, you know manage day-to-day uh, -day operation to make sure that the parcels is delivered on time, marketing, UX, and 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 other teams as well. And this gives us um, massive opportunity to learn about many things and exposing ourselves to interesting thoughts and insights about customers. Um, and last but not least, um, that I want to mention is the importance of company culture too. Um, I think we're lucky to have such positive company culture where our leaders embrace innovations um, and openness to learn and be also being agile. This really does help us to stay ahead on, and being flexible on how we approach things. Yeah, culture was actually my next question um, for you, Terrence. Um, when it comes to creating a customer-centric culture, we know um, that each person is super important for delivering experiences. How do you guys make sure that every member behind the scenes over at New Zealand Post, every driver who's delivering the parcels, every retail worker in the stores are aligned to that mindset? Um, if you have any specific rituals or practices that reinforce this culture, we'd love to hear them. 
Yeah, um, I think that's it's such an interesting question and something that I think, uh, you know, constantly practitioners in our area are forever trying to, I guess, activate and understand and grow better, right? You know, we're all, we're all trying to, to find ways to understand how can we make, um, you know, the culture or the place that we work or the people we work with uh, really put the customer first and have that um, really strong customer first mindset. And interestingly, I'd say, um, you know, when you when you truly stop and think about it, uh, customer experience is as universal. You know, um, we are all customers. You know, I think like you and I and and whoever whoever we're working with in any organization, no matter who you're touching, they're all they're all customers. Um, and so, in this interesting way, I think uh, it's actually a lot easier to get people and shift their mindset um, to start them thinking and empathizing and, uh, you know, looking at what they do from a more customer first perspective. Um, I think what it just takes is a few nudges and, um, you know, shifting of percep perception or what you're sort of focusing on. Um, you know, so uh, at New Zealand Post, we are lucky enough to work with all these awesome specialists and experts who do one thing or do a whole multitude actually most likely a multitude of things really amazingly so whether it's design or you know technology or leading people um, they are really awesome at those specialist skills um, and I think what often happens though is that when you get really focused in on that very specific area um, you can get quite to the nitty-gritty the you know, there's technology, you're looking at all the very, you know, the very different components and the individual pieces that make up something technologically that you have to take into full consideration. Um, and so that is kind of where you start to put that, uh, that specialist practice um, first. But I think a team like our team, um, you know, we actually have, uh, or we're lucky enough to have the ability or actually responsibility um, to bring that customer to life and to give them the tools, give them the insights, give them the information that helps them actually pull that customer first and, and really think about what they're doing, that concept of, of delivering um, for a customer first point of view. Um, but I think it just takes a few different nudges or making sure that tools are accessible, information is accessible. Um, you know, uh, I'm not going to come here and say, you know, we've already got this nailed, we've figured it out, this is exactly the, the answer and, and everybody is, is so easy to get everything, you know, customer first, you know, we're definitely on a journey to achieve it. Um, but when you talk about things like specific rituals or practices that help us reinforce this culture. Um, there is something that, uh, you know, and Deeker and I and our team uh, really try and keep first and foremost when it comes to delivering information and insights that we sit across is um, twofold. It is linking what we're doing or what that individual's doing to the purpose of the New Zealand Post. So just trying to, you don't necessarily need to outright say it, but we start to think about, okay, cool. How does this actually relate to ultimately what is New Zealand Post trying to achieve? What's your aspirations? And then secondly, why is it important? Um, so what is someone trying to achieve? What are they trying to understand? Really connecting it deeply into that why I think is really key. So, um, 
you know, it's so easy, particularly when you're in a VOC and insights team to start to think, um, get very routine around things like NPS or CSAT or whatever. And, uh, you know, it can become quite tempting to just share a report and tell a number because everybody sort of already knows that number. And we all think that we're all across it, you know, and 85 means 85 or whatever it might be. But uh, whenever we're presenting or getting to engage with people, we very much think about, okay, cool. The aspiration of uh, New Zealand Post, what is that? And then why does this matter? So, for example, you know, if we're talking about parcel delivery, uh, we have this aspiration to be the best delivery business for New Zealand Post. Oh, sorry, for New Zealand. Um, best delivery business for New Zealand. And then why does that matter? Well, we know that, you know, a great delivery experience helps our customers' business grow. So, uh, you know, if you buy something online and you have a fantastic delivery experience, you're probably going to buy that again, you know, or if you are sending something to someone, uh, if you know that that delivery experience is great, then you have confidence and you're going to be sending more frequently in the future. So very much whatever we do, um, we try and think, okay, let's link it back to why is this important and why does it matter for New Zealand Post? Um, and in doing so, uh, making sure that people don't just see things as an amorphous number floating in nothing or whatever you might call it, but really um, have a clear sense of what they're looking to achieve. Um, I don't know, yeah, uh, Andika, I know you've, you know, uh, engaged with lots of different teams throughout New Zealand Post. Do you have any, um, I don't know, like a good example or something that comes top of mind when you think about an area we've built that sort of customer centricity? Yeah, we we do have um, um, some examples, and and yes, like you said, Terence, um, we are still on the journey on creating this ideal, you know, customer centric culture. But um, we've we've already seen some teams are already starting to embrace this customer centric culture. Um, so we work with many teams, right, who have been who have varying degrees of influence on customer experience. But um, I think I can uh, highlight um, an example of working with our operational team. So they are called the service delivery managers. And these are the people who are on the floor at our operating centers, making sure that um, our uh, parcel de delivery operations run smoothly and parcels get to the recipients, not only on time, but also, you know, the instructions being followed and delivered securely to and these people have huge influence on providing a great, you know, uh, parcel receiver experience because of their day-to-day -day role dealing with parcels, couriers, and processes that they work really hard to make sure that it's, uh, you know, it's happening smoothly. <clears throat> and um, so through uh, the Voice of Customer program, um, they have established uh, some great practices and culture. Um, utilizing um, the customer insights, such as key themes from the survey, and not just not just about the numbers, and um, and they're actually using these on, for example, you know, daily briefing, or some other forum um, that not just to improve um, our del service delivery, but also to celebrate success. And we also um, are there readily available to you know to guide or remind them what that means to wider business or the purpose of having a great customer experience. And, and this practice um, helps them feel empowered too, because you know they can identify and have a control around what needs to be done or improved. Um, so it's really amazing to see um, that they really care about 
delivering great service and customer experience. And we want to use this example to showcase and influence other teams to, um, to you know, eventually empower them, giving them tools and be a customer advocates and filling them, um, filling them well equipped with, with the right tool. Um, yeah, so as a team who um, are constantly talking to various stakeholders from frontline operations and those who can make changes, for example, on our website or product launch and, and so on and so forth, we have the, I'd say we have the privilege to see the impact um, from, you know, one initiative to the actual customer experience. And I think this is an opportunity for us, you know, to, our team to, to remind um, people of, of the why um, and the impact on um, it has on customer. And um, I think this will help create awareness and ultimately creating culture, uh, culture of customer centric. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I love the idea of combining the why behind the impact. As the winners of the Best CX Team Award, I'd like to round out the podcast by asking you for your unique perspective. For businesses looking to enhance their initiatives, what advice would you give them based on your team's successes? Are there perhaps any fundamental principles or strategies that you believe are universally applicable? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I always feel like giving advice um, makes me seem more wise than I really feel, but um, I'm going to give uh, three kind of rapid fire, I guess, things that um, often we think about and, you know, other businesses or other individuals might find uh, helpful. So I think we've talked a bit about it already, but firstly, uh, making it really clear that you link whatever you're trying to do or understand, whatever that initiative might be, um, how does that actually impact from a business performance perspective? Be really clear in your mind what is the impact for the business uh, when you're talking about that initiative? So is that going to um, you know, improve uh, you know, our business performance in terms of um, making us more money or maybe it is going to be saving us, saving us money or is it going to be uh, you know, helping our business customers grow? Really clear what that link is for, um, from a business performance point of view. Uh, secondly, you know, I think customers are people um, we are lucky enough in this uh, CX world to uh, get to have such an interesting, I guess, topic to focus on. So uh, really lean into the empathy and the human storytelling when it comes to uh, what we do. Um, you know, uh, we've talked a little bit about metrics, super powerful, really great proof point. Never forget to communicate that human impact and story alongside it. That really helps you bring something uh, more to life. Uh, and then lastly, um, I'd say, uh, it's, you know, simple as this is, uh, listen to everybody. So, you know, as we said before, I kind of think of everybody as a customer expert. I think everybody has a really interesting perspective and idea. I always approach anything I do with curiosity. Um, in fact, I actually love to be proven wrong. Um, I think it can take a bit of separating yourself from I guess that sense of ego when um, someone has proved you wrong in a way and thinking oh I wish I had known that or I feel bad or whatever but but actually it's awesome to be proven wrong because in many ways you can learn so much from that um, you know you don't want to be stuck into a cycle of relitigating different decisions or outcomes um, but also on the flip side don't let that make you stubborn um, you know listening is such an awesome skill that we get to do in our area. 
Well, that is a wrap. And Dika and Terrence, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and having such an in-depth conversation with, with us about your CX journey. And thank you to our guests for listening to the XI Cafe podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for more just like this in the future. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Corey.